You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says at the start, this is Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Going to do a reminder at the start to uh, subscribe, rate, review on Himalaya, iTunes, whatever it is you use that really helps us in our growth. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. I will be talking about the game today, of course. Um, Some transactions that were made in the minor leagues, and then since it is our Tuesday podcast show, I'll be looking at the Lake County captains. So the first half of the show is going to be devoted to the Indians, second half to the minors. Um, I have not had as much time over the last week to watch the Indians as we get closer to the MLB draft. I might uh, throw in some drafts, some names to look at as we get later into the week as well. So I mentioned on yesterday's show that Ivan Nova had basically had one good outing this year, and that was against the Indians. So, uh, of course, the man with the ERA over seven proceeds to give up eight hits, which is a lot of hits, but just one walk, five strikeouts, and one earned run. The Indians could not put anything together against him. He has been utterly awful, and the Indians made him look like uh, the reincarnation of Cy Young. Uh, Bowers has been ticking up. If you look at his average and all of his other stats, he had two hits today. Santana had two walks. And Cargo had two hits, which is a positive for him as he had been really uh, slacking off of late. The one extra base hit was by Kipnis, who knocked in the Indians' only run of the day. I don't want to call it a good offensive effort, but when you get eight hits, you'd like to see him string it together. But that's been the story all year for this team. They're just not able to get, you know, they'll get a hit here, get a hit there, walk, hit a bunch of solo shots. They're not able to string anything together. We're not seeing a team where they're having the beginning because that can't happen. There's too many free swingers right now. There's too many guys who just can't get on base. Um, I'm not even talking about average. I know, you know, we've talked about this is they have the lowest average of any team in baseball right now, but it's not even that. It's just walking, getting on base. I mean, they are suboptimal for pretty much everyone right now in this lineup in terms of your on-base percentage outside of Santana, uh, Bowers, and Luplo. And you do want Luplo. This is where it kind of drives me nuts because Luplo had to play yesterday because Martin was uh, is hurt. You know, he's got the strain. We don't know how long he's going to be down for. So he comes in. He's all right. He gets pushed down a little further in the lineup tonight. But he's still more effective than a lot of the guys ahead of him. Uh, Jose Ramirez had one hit. He's still, he's just not the same guy right now. Um, And speaking of people who just aren't the same right now, Trevor Bauer this year, after that hot start, has fallen on some hard times. Seven earned runs tonight, one walk, seven Ks, two home runs. Five hits. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that I talked about my concerns with him and his home runs, that last year he had a unsustainably low amount of home runs. This is a guy who gave up nine home runs last season. Total. That's after he had 25, 20, 23, 16. So the nine home runs, you're like, well, he was hurt. He still pitched in 28 games, started 27, and pitched 175 innings which is 
one less than he pitched in 2017 and two-thirds less than he pitched in 2015. I mean, his first career been right around 170 innings. He's not a guy who goes too deep into games. He doesn't build up those high numbers. So last year in 28 games, he gave up nine home runs. This was his eighth start, and he is now up to six home runs. This was one of his big issues, and last year, one of the reasons that he really took off and became arguably the best pitcher in the American League before his injury was the fact that he went from a guy who was home run prone to a guy who had the lowest home run rate in baseball. And I commented in spring that this is unsustainable. This isn't going to stay this way. There's no way it can. And it was going into the game up to point eight. I'm sure it's over one now. When you go back to 2017, it was over one. Uh, heading into this game, he actually had the lowest hit rate in baseball, but the 10 hits tonight will likely change that. His ERA jumped almost a full run just based on the game today. His previous start against the Marlins was not particularly strong either. So you're looking at back-to-back uh, weak performances against weak teams. That's that's my bigger concern. You know, he had that great performance against Houston three starts ago. Uh, the performance against... Miami, yes, he gave up the four earned runs and picked up a win, but that's one of those performances that anyone who looks at something besides pitcher wins goes, there's some things to be concerned about in this Miami start. It was not a clean start. And then you come into this game where he gets shellacked by the White Sox, who have the uh, the inverse record of the Indians. The Indians are 18-15, and 15, the White Sox are 15-18. and 18, And He's Bauer was extremely ineffective, did not give his team a chance to win, but the Indians' offense had no excuses for being held in check for the second time against a pitcher who every other team in baseball is just beating the crap out of. And for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. They can't hit anybody this year. So there's a lot of things to be concerned with in this game. You just get down to it. Um, Bauer looking a lot more mortal of late. Um, when you add in the Kluber injury and Clevenger's injury, you know the, the gap between them and the White Sox keeps getting bigger. Their offense continues to just look like a, one of the worst in baseball. You do wonder at some point this year, like legitimately, are they going to be able to stay in it? A lot of big injuries mixed with a offense that's half replacement players. It's, I, I mean, I don't want to be the you know standing at the bridge when it's this early in, but there are reasons for concern um, all over the place. Starting pitching, the road, well, starting pitching is the rotation. The bu- bullpen is surprisingly maybe the area that I feel most comfortable in right now. Uh, the offense is a is a disaster. All the little moves they made to try to fix the team, none of those have panned out. They haven't gotten any value out of those little trades so far. Uh, the the free agent signings have been pretty much a bust at this point. I don't know if you call them free agent signings, as they were all, you know, just the invitation to camp type deals. But uh, yeah, they. I mean, pretty much everything that could occur or go wrong so far this year has. Uh, Jose Ramirez continuing his cold streak. Lindor getting hurt. Uh, Two fifths of the rotation being out for significant time. Kluber before that was showing his age. Bauer having regression. 
it's uh, it's been just a, the like I said the only saving grace is you go to that bullpen. Uh, Nick Wetgren had a a rough performance for him, but he has been strong all year. Adam Simber has rebounded nicely. Neil Ramirez, who I am very down on, had a good performance when he was asked to come in and pitch those two innings. But for the rest of them, yeah. I mean, and, and Edwards wasn't bad. You know, all the, I mean, what Grant had a bad game, but the rest of the team, the pen was solid, and the pen's been pretty reliable all year. Brad Hand has looked really good again. Uh, Whitgren, who they got pretty much on waivers, was has been a solid addition. Um, James Karinchak just got the promotion to Columbus, and he's going to be in the majors by June, if not earlier. He's just been utterly dominant in the low minors. He's always been dominant, but he couldn't. Uh, his control was not good this year. All of a sudden, he's walking nobody with an unbelievable strikeout rate. Um, he kind of looks like, uh, when you look at the numbers, it reminds me of uh, the one terrible movie, The Scout. He's uh, he's the Brendan Fraser from that, where he's just striking out everybody. And that's, the to a degree, the craziness of this Indians team. I was very concerned about this bullpen. And when I look at, oh, well, who would you demote? Who would you get rid of from this bullpen? Anyone who's listened knows it's it's Neil Ramirez. But after that, most of the, the pen has performed really well this year. I'm not, you know, Edwards is probably just a temporary guy in there. It's, you know, Dan Otero came to mind, but he hasn't been awful. Uh it's, you know, it, it, Ramirez has the... Oliver Perez would probably be the one just because he has uh, been completely ineffective against lefties. He's not doing his one job. Uh, you know, there's some room at the back end of it, but you know, Hand has been spectacular. Simber has been good in his role. Otero, for the most part, has been solid. Wetgren's been great since they called him up. Olsen's been up and down, but he's useful. I mean, that's kind of the core of it. It, it. Those are the guys you want to see. But, of course, who's number two on the team in innings pitched? Neil Ramirez, who has the uh, the third worst war amongst Indians pitchers this year. Uh, Cody Anderson, unsurprisingly, at number one. And number two, Corey Kluber. Um, just to show how, how much he had struggled before that injury this year. But it's, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just kind of sitting here like, I don't know. I don't know how you fix the Indians. That's what it gets down to more than anything else. Um, we're a week into May. Jose Ramirez is not even a replacement level player at this point. Leonis Martin was starting to, uh, cool off a bit and, you know, has below average batting average, below average on base, below average slugging, below average OPS. Yet he is tied for the team lead in home runs. Carlos Santana has been utterly fantastic. I have nothing negative to say about Carlos Santana. Jake Bowers is starting to trend up a bit. He is arguably the Indians' second-best hitter right now this year. Um, for as much as I am not a Naquin fan, he has been better than a lot. Perez has been solid. Carlos Gonzalez has not been good. Jason Kipnis has been awful. Lindor you know, is right up there amongst the top three hitters on this team. But once you get past Lindor, Bowers, and Santana, there's not even, you know, Roberto Perez is near, 
but there's not a lot of guys who are approaching just average production. I just want league average production. It's a it's a team that half the lineup is not league average. So uh, on that uh, very positive note, let's uh, let's take a break for our sponsor. Hiring can be hard. Multiple jobs, stacks of resume, confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matchmaking technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. This isn't just um, something where people can apply for they have to be invited and as we all know an invite is better than just a cattle call as applications come in ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great candidate ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day and right now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter free at this exclusive web address ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter slash locked on. L O C K E D O N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, and we're back. So the semi big minor league news today is that the Indians finally promoted Eli Morgan. Now, I've been going on and on for weeks about why have they not promoted Eli Morgan. This guy has nothing to prove at the level he's at. If there was ever a pitcher to be fast-tracked, it's Eli Morgan. Well, the Indians finally agreed with me, and he has been promoted to AA Akron. They, uh, it's what, Matt Solter, I believe, is kind of the guy who's been their Matt Whitehouse this year. Yeah, Solter just moves up and down. He's been at, like, every single level. He's the kind of the filler for them. But, uh... Morgan will get the start tomorrow. Um, we'll have to see how he does in his first start, but he's getting called up. He's getting a start tomorrow, and he should. He's here to stay. Now, unfortunately, this first start will be at Erie tomorrow and won't be here in town. Uh, Akron isn't actually going to be back in town until the 13th, where they will be uh, facing Bowie. For once, the Orioles have some interesting prospects. They're not a bad team to check out. Uh, the Bowie series is. A bit odd because Monday is a typical game, and then Tuesday, Wednesday are the 10:35 education days. Um, I have been a teacher who has gone to the education days. They are uh, an interesting day at the park. It's a uh, it's a hard thing for the players because if you think about it, 6:35 game. By the time they get home, and then you have to turn around and be at the park so early for those. So, uh, you know, feel bad for the players who have to do those. But uh, my school, we do send the fifth graders out to see them. So Eli Morgan's promotion is definitely the big news in terms of the minors today. Uh, he's a borderline, probably in the top 15, closer to the top 10 type of prospect with McKenzie hurt and still not pitching. Uh, he's got a chance to kind of move himself up that radar to prove that he should be uh, an option this year for the Indians. I do think that he is a guy with his two pitches could eventually just be a, a righty out of the pen. I still I'm dubious about his ability as a starter, but when you look at Morgan with Karen Chalk and Sadlin, you can see the beginnings of a, a future pen forming in the minors, at least by my opinion. So it is Lake County Day, so we should talk about them on the podcast for a bit. 
The sad news in Lake County is that since that four home run game, remember when Will Benson was just killing the ball? He's uh, he's gone back to the Will Benson of old. Uh, no home run since then. His average has just plummeted. It's not been great for him in that situation. Bo Naylor is continuing to struggle in terms of other top 10 prospects. Ty Freeman is just doing what you'd expect from him. He is hitting. He's getting on base. He's getting doubles. He is... In the best possible way, he is a Jason Kipnis clone. And I mean that when Kipnis was at his peak. I do think that Freeman has a lot of those similar tools, and we'll have to see as he continues to move up the system. Um, you know, it's uh, Marco Gonzalez, who is a big-name Latin prospect, went on the IL this week. Raymond Burgos just came off the IL. Shane McCarthy is the other college with the promotion of Morgan, they move Solter down, but you got to feel like pretty soon that uh, McCarthy will get the move up to um, to Lynchburg from Lake County. He's kind of the, in terms of age and production, he's, he's the next guy up, I would think, amongst this group. Luis Oviedo is pitching better, which is a nice thing to see because he was a top 10 uh, prospect in a lot of places. I've gotten some Brady Aiken questions. That is where Brady Aiken started the year pitching. He was basically shut down all of last year as they tried to work on his stuff. His velocity has never come back since the Tommy John surgery. He was, um, you know, when the when Houston drafted him first overall, I thought it was a great pick, and I said he is has Kershaw-like potential, and he was hitting 97, 98. He was a plus athlete. Uh, he could really spin multiple off-speed pitches. They did not like that X-ray at all, and instead they ended up with Bregman because of that. So I, I think they are very happy <laughs> with that situation. Um Aiken's velocity not only didn't come back, but it was worse. He's in the low 80s now. He's out working at driveline. Um, they tweeted out some stuff with him in it. So we'll have to see what happens. But uh, if you're going to ask me about Aiken, that's that's where he is right now. They're trying some alternative stuff. Kansas City did it with Kyle Zimmer a year ago. Yes, that is um, Bradley Zimmer's brother. And, yes, they are both made of tissue paper and consistently, constantly hurt. Uh, so Aiken's there. We'll see if the Indians ever can recover any value from that. I am extremely dubious at this point. So when you look at the guys who have pitched here this year, it's Burgos, McCarthy, Oviedo are kind of the, the big names. Zach Draper is one of those uh, pitchability lefties who's you know already 24 years old and, and is, of course, dominating the level because that's what a polished pitcher should do. We'll have to see. Um, post-draft, there's going to be a lot of movement. I do think there will be a lot of releases there'll be a lot of um, players who get moved up or get shifted the Mahoning Valley roster if they're struggling a bit well there'll be some roster juggling there are some recent picks is even picks from a year ago that just have not done anything and then there are some other players who were picked two three years ago who have not done anything even in Lake County and those are the guys who uh, very likely in June could see um we i think we'll see a series of releases coming which is never great but it is just a part of the game so that's kind of the quick review of lake county most of the time is spent on the eli morgan promotion because that is what is interesting that is the big news in terms of the minors in terms of the game today it is one we just want to move on from um every time i break down one of these games i just i want to be positive but I keep finding more reasons to be negative than positive. And I feel like today was a great microcosm where your your ace has another bad game and your hitters cannot 
touch a guy who has been um, one of the worst pitchers in baseball all year. We'll see how it goes. Um, I do not have a lot of confidence at this point. So uh, the upside is that means they will definitely prove me wrong. Thank you for listening. As always, remember you can tell your smart device to play Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. Thank you for listening. And as always, go tribe.